Section 6 of Selections from the Table Talk of Martin Luther. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Selections from the Table Talk of Martin Luther by Martin Luther. Translated by Henry Bell. Section 6 of the word of god part two the depths of the bible the wise of the world and the great ones said luther understand not god's word but god hath revealed it to the poor condemned simple people as our saviour christ witnesseth where he saith i thank thee o father lord of heaven and earth because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes etc., from whence St. Gregory says, well and rightly, that the Holy Scripture is like a water, wherein an elephant swimmeth, but a little sheep goeth therein upon his feet. I remember a fable, said Luther, which fitteth very well for these times, and for this purpose, discoursed of before. A lion, said he, making a great feast, invited all the beasts thereunto, and with them also he invited swine. Now, as all manner and sorts of dainties were brought and set before the guests, the swine demanded if brewers' grains might be had for them. Even so, in these days it is with our epicures. We preachers bring and set before them in the church the most dainty and costly dishes, as everlasting salvation, remission of sins, and God's grace. But they, like swine, cast up their snouts, and root after dollars, crowns, and ducats. And indeed, said Luther, what should a cow do with nutmegs? She would rather content herself with oat straw. When we have God's word pure and clear, then we are secure. We are negligent, and regard it not. We think it will always so remain. We do not watch and pray against the devil who is ready to tear the word out of our hearts. It goeth with us as with travellers, who, so long as they are on the right way, are secure and careless. But when they go astray into woods or byways, then they are careful which way to take, whether this or that way be the right. Even so are we secure by the pure doctrine of the gospel. We are sleepy and negligent, we stand not in God's fear, nor defend ourselves with prayer against the devil. But those that entertain errors are highly busied. Yea, they are very careful and diligent how to keep and maintain the same. Of the future want of upright and true preachers of God's word. In a short time, said Luther, will be such want of upright preachers and ministers that people would be glad to scratch out of the earth these good and godly teachers now living, if they might but get them. Then they will see what they have done in molesting and condemning the preachers and ministers of God's word. Of physicians and lawyers there are enough, if not too many, to serve the world. But a country hath need of two hundred ministers where one lawyer is sufficient. My most gracious Lord, said Luther, the prince-elector of Saxony, 
hath enough of twenty lawyers in all his territories, but he must have near six thousand preachers and ministers. That people, out of mere willfulness, do set themselves against God's word. Had I known, said Luther, when I first began to write, what I now see and find, namely, that people had been such enemies to God's word, and so fiercely had set themselves against the same, truly I had held my peace, for I never should have been so courageous as to have fallen upon the Pope, and to have angered him, and almost the whole Christian world with him. I thought at first that people had sinned ignorantly, and out of human weakness, and not of set purpose, and wittingly to endeavour to suppress God's word. But it pleased God to lead me on in the mouth of the cannon, like a bar-horse that hath his eyes blinded, and seeth not who runneth upon him. Even so was I, as it were, tugged by my hair to the office of preaching. But had I then known what now I know, ten horses should scarce have drawn me to it. Moses and Jeremiah also complained that they were deceived. Of the Archbishop of Mentz, one of the spiritual prince-electors, his censure of the Bible. Anno 1530, at the Imperial Assembly at Augsburg, Albertus, Bishop of Mentz, by chance had got into his hands the Bible, and for the space of four hours he continued reading therein. At last, one of his counsel, on a sudden, came into his bedchamber unto him, who, seeing the Bible in the bishop's hand, was much amazed thereat, and said unto him, What doth your highness with that book? The archbishop thereupon answered him, and said, I know not what this book is, but sure I am, all that is written therein is quite against us. That the Bible is hated of the worldly wise, and of the sophists. Dr. Usinger, an Austin friar, with me in the monastery at Erfurt, said once unto me, as he saw that I diligently read and affected the Bible, Brother Martin, what is the Bible? Let us, said he, read the ancient teachers and fathers, for they have sucked the juice and truth out of the Bible. The Bible is the cause of all dissension and rebellion. This, said Luther, is the censure of the world concerning God's word. Therefore we must let them run on their course towards that place which is prepared for them. Of the errors which the sectaries do hold concerning the word of God. Bullinger said once in my hearing, said Luther, that he was earnest against the sectaries, as condemners of God's word, and also against those who attributed too much to the literal word. For, said he, such do sin against God and his almighty power, as the Jews did in naming the ark God. But, said he, whoso holdeth a mean between both, the same is taught what is the right use of the word and sacraments. Whereupon, said Luther, I answered him, and said, Bullinger, you err. You know neither yourself nor what you hold. I mark well your tricks and fallacies. Zwinglius and Ucolampadius likewise proceeded too far in this your ungodly meaning. But when Brentius withstood them, they then lessened their opinions, 
alleging they did not reject the literal word, but only condemned certain gross abuses. By this your error, said Luther to Billinger, you cut in sunder and separate the word and the spirit. You separate those that preach and teach the word from God who worketh the same. You also separate thereby the ministers that baptize from God who commandeth it. And you think that the Holy Ghost is given and worketh without the word. Which word, you say, is an external sign and mark that findeth the spirit, which already and before possesseth the heart. Insomuch, according to your falsities, that if the word findeth not the spirit, but an ungodly person, then it is not God's word, whereby you define and hold the word, not according to God who speaketh it, but according as people do entertain and receive it. You will only grant that such is God's word, which purifieth and bringeth peace and life. But seeing it worketh not in the ungodly, therefore it is not God's word. You teach that the outward word is like an object or a picture, which signifieth and presenteth something. You measure the use thereof only according to the matter, like as a human creature speaketh for himself. You will not yield that God's word is an instrument through which the Holy Ghost worketh and accomplisheth his work, and prepareth a beginning to righteousness or justification. In these errors are you drowned, so that you neither see nor understand yourselves. A man might vex himself to death against the devil, who in the papists is such an enemy to God's word. The devil seeth and feeleth that the external word and preaching in the church doth him great prejudice. Therefore he rageth and worketh these errors against the same. But I hope God ere long will look into it, and will strike down the devil with these seducers. A true Christian, said Luther, must hold for certain, and must say, that word which is delivered and preached to the wicked, to the dissemblers, and to the ungodly, is even as well God's word as that which is preached to the good and godly upright Christians, as also the true Christian church is among sinners where good and bad are mingled together. And that word, whether it produceth fruit or not, is nevertheless God's strength, which saveth all that believe thereon. And again, it will also judge the ungodly, as St. John saith in chapter 5, Otherwise, they might plead a good excuse before God that they neither ought to be nor could be condemned. For then they might truly allege that they have not had God's word, and so consequently could not receive the same. But, said Luther, I say, teach and acknowledge that the preacher's words, his absolutions, and the sacraments are not his words nor works, but they are God's words and works cleansing, absolving, binding, etc. We are but only the instruments, fellow workers, or God's assistants, through whom God worketh and finisheth his work. We, said Luther to Bullinger, will not endure these your metaphysical and philosophical distinctions and differences, which merely are spun and hammered out of human and natural sense and reason. You say, it is a man that preacheth, 
that reproveth, that absolveth, comforteth, etc., and that the Holy Ghost worketh. You say likewise, the minister baptizeth, absolveth, and administereth the sacraments, but it is God that cleanseth the hearts, and forgiveth sins, etc. Oh, no, said Luther, but I conclude thus. God himself preacheth, threateneth, reproveth, affrighteth, comforteth, absolveth, administereth the sacraments, etc. As our Saviour Christ saith, Whoso heareth you, heareth me, and what ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, etc. Likewise, it is not you that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. I am sure and certain, said Luther, when I go up to the pulpit or to the cathedral to preach or read, that it is not my word which I speak, but my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, as the psalmist saith. God speaketh in the prophets and men of God, as St. Peter in his epistle saith, the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Therefore we must not separate nor part God and man according to our natural reason and understanding. In like manner, every hearer must conclude and say, I hear not St. Paul, St. Peter, or a man speak, but I hear God himself speak, baptize, absolve, excommunicate, and administer the holy sacrament of the Lord's Supper, etc. Bullinger, attentively hearkening to this discourse of that holy man, Luther, fell down flat on his face to the ground, and uttered these words following, O oh, happy be the time that brought me hither to hear the divine discourse of this man of God, meaning Martin Luther, a chosen vessel of the Lord to declare his truth. And now I abjure and utterly renounce these my former errors, finding them convinced and beaten down through God's infallible word, which out of his divine mouth, meaning Martin Luther, hath touched my heart and won me to his glory. After he had uttered these words, lying on the ground, he arose and clasped his arms about Luther's neck, both of them shedding joyful tears. Ah, God, said Luther at that time, what an unspeakable comfort a poor, weak, and sorrowful conscience might have and receive, if it could but believe that such words and comforts were the words and comforts of God himself, as in truth they are. Therefore we conclude, short and round, that God through the word worketh, which is an instrument whereby we are instructed to know him in heart as by this present and happy example of the conversion of this our loving brother, Bullinger, we apparently see and find. But whereas, said Luther, the word produceth not fruit everywhere alike, but worketh severally, the same is God's judgment and his secret will, which from us is hid. We ought not to desire to know it, for the wind bloweth where it listeth, as Christ saith, we must not grabble nor search after the same. If, said Luther, I were addicted to God's word at all times alike, and always had such love and desire thereunto, as sometimes I have, then should I account myself the most blessed man on earth. But the loving apostle St. Paul failed also thereof, as he complains with sighs of heart, 
saying, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, etc. Should the word be false, because it bringeth not always fruit? Truly, this art of determining and knowing the word hath been in great danger from the beginning of the world, and hath endured much. Few people there are that can hit it, except God, through his Holy Spirit, teacheth it them in their hearts. The sectaries understand not the strength of God's word. I do wonder, said Luther, that they do write and teach so much of God's word, seeing they so little regard the same. Ferdinand, Prince-Elector of Saxony, used to say he had well discerned that nothing could be propounded by human reason and understanding, were it never so wise, cunning, or sharp, but that a man, even out of the self-same proposition, might be able to confute and overthrow it. But God's word only stood fast and sure, like a mighty wall which neither can be battered nor beaten down. End of section 6